0: up baseball world welcome along to another special Canada Day edition of Jay's Talk with Jay I am joined today by Sheldon Rob and Cole and I'm not going to continue any further because Cole is so angry he thinks it's Saturday Cole take the floor
1: <laughs> uh so yeah I the game started and uh was on the mound and I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good Canada Day Going up against Kikuchi, that was a little bit of a, a little bit of a challenge, that's for sure. But then Simeon started the game off with a the leadoff home run, and I knew it was Thursday. And then the game went on. Chatwood stepped to the mound. Uh, he raised my blood pressure to Saturday. Um, and then I got uh embarrassed on the live, knowing that it was Thursday, and the and the people in the in the chat were informed me that it was that it was Thursday instead of Saturday. So. My anger on the Jays game today uh, only stems from Chatwood, and that is from being angry at the manager because uh, he's bad at baseball. And that's ridiculous because this hasn't happened one time this year. He hasn't been the guy in the Jays bullpen this year. He has been a crap reliever for the majority of the year. He started strong when nobody could grip a bat in April when it was cold outside and he thinks that he's this elite guy that can just get mad at his manager when he gets two strikeouts on balls 6 feet outside the plate that the hitters shouldn't even be swinging at after he's walked two guys and gave up two runs and has two runners on base and the Jays are still kind of in this game with the offense they have so he gets mad he gets he gets mad at Charlie and that's my only issue i don't have an issue with bringing him out i don't have an issue with him being crap because i knew he i knew he was crap i have an issue with him being mad at charlie that is you you think you have the audacity to do that you do not you're bad at baseball, and honestly, I hope I get to wake up tomorrow morning to a notification on my phone that says, Choward has been DFA'd because he's a dick.
2: Sheldon, how, how was your candidate?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Who was that question for? Right, Sheldon. I just said you. It sounded like Cole, man. you got to cut out. <laughs> um, and, um, I kinda of tend to agree with man. I was going pretty good with the Jays game until chat came out and I was like, all right, let's see what happens. And then I just kind of lost interest. And then I found out I was gonna be on Blue J Center today, which I thought today's definitely a Thursday.
1: And up my bad.
3: <laughs> which got me even more confused. Like, what? And then um, found out that nope. So that's yeah, been good. It's been pretty quiet. How's yours?
2: Not too bad. Like every candidate starts off nice, you're off. Always a sunny day. I feel like there's never been a rainy candidate. It's a perfect summer day. You're cooking the burgers, and you know the game starts at one o'clock every single time. And the trend's kind of been games have been stinkers on Candidate. This one, no exception. Really one of the few games all season where from the first pitch on to the very end of the game, nothing really worked. They seemed like they were never really in it. Bit of a disappointing game overall, but I think you know, you look at it. Two out of three from the Mariners. I thought we were in a really good position to win at least one of these last two games. Last one last night was a bit of a gut punch. And this uh, overall nice day, crappy game.
1: Eight and thirteen on Canada Day since two thousand.
0: Huh.
2: Yep. I, I feel like I've been to like half of those bad losses. I was at the one in I want to say seventeen when Chris Sale pitched and he gave up one run, I believe, and the Jays were down like seven to one in the third inning, and then. Uh, that that might have been the worst baseball game I ever watched live in person. <laughs> I think a candidate that's that's what comes up. <laughs> that that no. brutal game.
0: Like realistically, um it's it's a weird one because obviously it's a it, it, it's an early game, you're off, yeah. everyone thinks it's Thursday apart from Cole. <laughs> yeah, you know the business I went down, bro. But it's not but uh, what I'm trying to say is like it's 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 a it, it's a game where you would think that because it's Canada Day, everyone would be up for it. Like, we saw the video that they put on um, the Blue Jays page with them all singing Oh Canada really badly. Like, it's, all, it's kind of fun. So you think that there's kind of something going there. It's like they were half asleep. Like, and I, and I don't want to be disrespectful to them because they've played some good baseball over the last week or so. But for me, it's like you can't get on that. and maybe today was a bit different because they're not in Canada, and maybe that had an effect on the overall thing behind it. Like, but they're sports, they're sportsmen. They get paid a hell of a lot of money, and you'd think that they could look past that and just go out there and do a job. Nobody really performed today. Maybe Simeon. Yeah, yeah. pretty much maybe, the only guy. Maybe Simeon. And like I didn't think like I think you, you guys have hit it on the head already. Like we weren't in it from the start, from the from the top of the first. But the time they take the lead, Ryu doesn't look like the Ryu that we've seen previous. Um, and that's kind of where I want to start the first point today. Yeah. Like because because I've already said it behind the scenes while we were off air, but I've got a feeling that he was possibly using something that he's not allowed to use now and, and maybe that's what, what's doing it it may not be the case but the timings a little bit sus um we'll talk about chatwood and his possibility of using something not using something maybe he should use something <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where that goes but guys like what like where like what do you think because it, i think it's a little bit concerning you asked it on you asked it on the insta story Is it time to start worrying about him? I actually think that it is. It could just be age. Yeah. But something's not right.
2: I I think it's absolutely fair. Anytime you have a guy who, let's face it, is 34 years old, he's had a very colorful injury history. That's all been well documented. It's, uh, It's not, I wouldn't say, totally inconceivable to say that, you know, maybe he's just gotten to the age where, He's probably not an ace anymore in terms of being effectiveness. Obviously, it's a little bit overreaction. Think about where we were a month ago. We were all saying that he was the ace of the staff, myself included. But uh, again, like I said, it, it could just very well be a rough stretch because I typically think that his style of, of a pitcher in terms of a lefty who's known for command, known for generating soft contact, those guys typically they tend to age better as opposed to you know a gunslinger throws 99, just loses command matt harvey style like we've seen this season so uh, i'm saying that it could just be a rough stretch that's what i'm hoping for but at the same time i am acknowledging that the age the timing of this like you mentioned jay how right after the league banned doctored doctored baseball policy uh he's been struggling as of late not having his personal catcher which i love pumping the danny jansen agenda but i'm not sure i can necessarily blame that on that I, i think uh like, if someone told me that Hyunjin Ryu is just regressing as an overall pitcher, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I I hope it's not true, but it's uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I'm, I will acknowledge
1: that. I'm going to start off by saying I kind of was worried before the season started about Ryu, and it looked like as the season went on, I was being proven wrong to an extent. Um, and I, I was one of the people saying that he was the ace, yes. But I don't think this year I've ever been on the board of saying that he is an ace in the 30 major league teams. Um, He's our number one guy and he was our number one guy for sure. But yeah, at 34 years old throwing from the left side of the mound, who doesn't have a lot of velocity, who does rely on pinpoint accuracy. If you miss by a bit in that style of pitching, you're missing by a lot as Keegan Matheson said nicely today on Twitter. And I completely agree. Uh, I just thought that eventually people are gonna people are going to catch up to you. They're gonna make you find the strike zone. They're gonna make you prove to them that you have your pinpoint command on the day. and if you don't, then they're gonna run into a 90 mile power fastball and it's not that hard to hit when they consistently see 95 plus from other guys in the league. Like I just worried is not really the term I like to use. It would just be more like I wouldn't be surprised that if by the end of the year, our focus for our number one guy has shifted to Robbie Ray. That's kind of where I'm sitting on it. Like Rio, I think is still a very solidified number two guy. And that's what he has been. He's never been a number one guy. And we, we are using him as a number one guy as the first, for the first time in his career. So I think that, that plays a factor as well. Plus spider tech. That's just uh, ludicrous. Um, In fact, in fact, he had a, he had a rough start or two rough starts prior to the band. So That is, first of all, factually incorrect, and then second of all... uh, No, but
0: let me stop you there, because they started talking about it, and that's when it got highlighted was roughly the same time. I know the ban came in in afterwards, and all I was going to say on that front is that because he's that much older, is it likely that if he has been using a substance, he would have been using it for a hell of a lot longer period of time? Therefore, it would take him probably longer to get to the adjustment of not using it. That's I, I'm not, and again, I'm not saying that he is. It's just the timing's very close.
2: So also, too, I, I think like I don't necessarily agree with the point that you said like he's never been an ace. The guy was a Cy Young finalist two years in a row, so I'm not sure that's completely accurate.
1: No, no, no. He's never been someone's ace. The Dodgers, he wasn't their number one guy. He wasn't their ace. He he was their best up-
2: pitcher in 2019, though.
1: Yes, he put up ace numbers, but not as their number one guy, not as their lead inning reliever, not as their lead inning starter. That's what I'm saying is that he is our number one guy and he hasn't been used in that fashion in his career.
2: But what do you mean in that fashion? Like isn't it still you're still going out there, still having a start. Like, what does it matter if you're the ace or if you're the second guy on the depth chart? All it matters is you're still going out there throwing the pitches. Like, this isn't like a basketball where – you're not the starting point guard or you're not the starting whatever. Like the, the, the goal, the objective for a pitcher is the same regardless of where you're on the depth chart. So I I don't think that's, I think that's kind of making too much of these holistic designations as you're the ace, you're the number two guy.
1: Oh no, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that that played a factor into why he's not good right now and why he's going through a rough patch. But I'm just saying that, that turning uh and turning from a like number three or number two guy into a number one guy is going to get you more innings throughout the season. That's that's all I'm saying. Do you think and, that
0: maybe Cole? Do you think that maybe it's a pressure thing because like he he he's he's the number one guy. He has to go out there and perform every single time, kind of thing.
1: Um, I don't think that that's the case. Considering his experience in Korea and uh, in Korea, he definitely would have been the guy. In fact, probably the guy in the whole entire league. Um, but I do think that. Uh, so, where my threshold argument comes, instead of the spider tech, I switch it to last year was 60 games. And we just got past that threshold. And that's when he just got start- started getting bad. Um, and he's 34 years old. So, having a half a year last year that had its struggles besides just playing the game of baseball plus being on the other half of 30, that I think is a natural regression. And I think something that the Jays fans shouldn't necessarily be surprised about.
0: And they made a big thing about him having this extra day off as well. And he hasn't really been able to do that, has he? Because we've had no rotation for part of a lot of the season already. So maybe that's kind of played a factor into it. Sheldon, you're very, very quiet. You're either watching something, eating something, or we're just boring you.
3: Enjoying the show. I'm enjoying when these young guys talk. (laughs) <laughs> anytime any of these young cats talk i just sit back and listen because they have a different obviously they have a different perspective they have a different uh view on the game versus my view because you know i'm a little i'm a i'm, a, I'm old enough to be their dad man <laughs> literally okay <laughs> mine they're both ages they're not close to my age that, that's basically what it boils <laughs> down to um
0: oh shit yeah you're right aren't you, if you, if you yeah I no seriously they don't they don't touch us no
3: no they're i think combine <laughs> their age you're like 40 yeah yeah and we're 44 so uh, there's a big, Ooh. big generation gap between us and them. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of 100 uh, uh, um like you know, it's been talked about. You know, obviously he started to kind of hit the hit the wall. That's what Cole's saying games, right? And just around that time, the Spider attack, uh controversy came out, and you know, everything's kind of coinciding with Ryu's kind of uh, downfall. Have kind of a hard word to say, but. His regression, basically, and unfortunately, um, we can't just say as soon as someone hits thirty four, they fall off a cliff or they start to regress. Some guys don't. Some guys go longer. Some guys have a shorter careers. So I think uh, with Ryu, he he was a starter since he was like nineteen in Korea, and that's a lot of innings to put on a nineteen year old, and constantly through um, his time in MLB. Ah, uh, Grandy's got an injury history. That's we all know about it. Uh, maybe, maybe this is a regression. Maybe it's hit him a little bit harder than a few others, and now it's his opportunity to um, kind of adjust if, he, if, he's, if he's if he if he can. Um, and I, I I can see him doing it. Um, but also, he also got a factor, and I know no one wants. Well, I know Robert talked Rob talked about it, but Danny Jansen maybe Ryu is just not comfortable throwing to McGuire and Adams. Maybe he really does need Jansen behind the plate. Maybe there is a bit of synergy between those two that uh, allows Rio to be a little bit more relaxed. Uh, That could be what it boils down to. And, you know, let's wait until we see when Danny comes back, when Danny Jansen comes back and see what his first starts are.
0: It's going to be the weekend, isn't it, by the sounds of things?
3: Could be, could be. Well, that's
0: Charlie said that yesterday, I think. I saw that. Charlie says Somebody, Charlie says
3: a lot of things and I wait till it actually happens.
0: He, said, he <laughs> says he expects one of them to be back. I cannot see it being I know that it's been a debate. I don't think there's any debate about it. I think as far as Charlie is concerned, just like he has no problem with going to Chatwood, I think <laughs> I think Danny Jansen is his guy. I don't I think, so. I think I think so too. I think that's the end of it.
3: Um yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't see them carrying three catches either. I don't see Kirk being on the on the roster unless they have some kind of crazy idea, which you know it's a twenty-six person, twenty-six player roster, so they can think about it, but um yeah, I think it's gonna be Danny Jansen. I think Danny's gonna be the guy for Hunjin Ryu, and I think probably for Steven Matz. I, yeah. yeah. And okay, then yeah, I think,
2: before we close oh sorry, go ahead, Sheldon.
3: Oh no, and after that, the other three pitchers, um, I think it's gonna be like a mix and match of who they're up against. Um, that could be it. Where you may see Danny three times a week, or you might seem to. Uh, that's what I think.
2: But before we close the book on Ryu, because I can kind of sense the topic kind of shifting tides here. Uh, I, I think it is important to recognize that he is a guy who let's face it. He, he needs to be pampered through the season. You know, he's a guy who he's 150 innings is probably the ceiling in terms of what you're going to get out of him. Anything more than that is a bonus. Really. He's also a guy who, He likes a 6 day off the extra day of rest. He likes his personal catcher, even in L.A. I mean, didn't he have a a personal catcher in L.A., if I'm not mistaken? Exactly. So he's always been a guy who he needs the circumstances to be kind of in his favor. He's not much like a guy, you know, no BS. He'll come no matter what time, what day, what weather. And he'll just throw gas. He's a guy who, like I said, needs to be kind of baby through the season. And I think maybe, hopefully, I'm hoping that if Danny Jansen can come back, That'll help him perform to what he was prior to this last month before Jansen got hurt. But at the same time, I, I will acknowledge that if you're an ace caliber pitcher, I mean, you should be able to be at least, you know, a competent big league starter without your number one catcher. So uh, I feel like it's fair to say that Danny Jansen being in the lineup does help him. But if that's the only like thing that's keeping him from being an ace, you know, how – how sustainable is this? You know? That, that's... Wait.
3: I think that's... Well, that, <laughs> my, my only... Um, the only thing I'll say about that is you'll see a lot of start, aces have their own personal catcher. Like Garrett Cole's got... Um, he goes Shika? He got Shika, yeah.
0: He got Shika. So he's got... It. Yeah,
3: but I can't say that, man. You guys say it for me. You guys are sure. younger.
0: <laughs> and we all remember R.A. Dickey's uh, personal catcher. Yeah. Right.
3: Josh Tolley. so... Right. Um,
0: he was great.
3: Joshua was a sleeve, man. <laughs> but uh, you know oh, what? He, I'll he
2: never ca- forget. I'll forget that opening day where J.P. and C.B. caught Dickey for the first time, and that was just a oh my god, like part my language, a shit show uh, mm-hmm. on opening day. If you guys remember that one, yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was pretty bad. Um, yeah, but you know, a lot of these these guys, um, they just want a personal. that's so want personal catch; they want something they're comfortable with. And we've seen it in New York, like Sanchez cannot catch Cole. Like that's just, like you said, it's so, so, um, <laughs> <I'm ready>. uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, let's, let's wait and see what Danny Jensen, what he brings when he comes back. And if Hyunjin Rio continues to struggle, then I think we can definitely say that he's gone from being our ace to probably being a number two or a number three star which is not too bad. I mean, got Ryu, Max, Manoah. Hell, I'll even put Stripling in there. The way he's been pitching lately, so um, that's not a, it's not really bad to be faltering to a number two or number three when you just have remember those guys Stripling,
0: around. Stripling started pitching well when I wrote that song. Yeah, just remember that. <laughs> I, was the fine, I was the influence behind. <laughs> oh,
3: behind why don't you, why, why don't you? Why don't you write a song
0: for Chatwood? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> what are you waiting for? Are you just a one hit wonder?
0: No, I did I did <laughs> no, I did do a I did do a chatwood one. It wasn't well, good. You Yeah, it was. Wasn't, cool. It wasn't. Yeah, we well, you need to go back and do another one. <laughs> nah, I don't, I th- I think he's I think he's possibly done now. I I I kind of think where Cole's coming from, whether he gets dfa FA probably not, but I got a feeling that I, I'm not sure like Charlie does come across like Mr. Nice Guy, but I don't think he'll take that not again. I think it, the first time it's like I'll let you off. But if I let you off again, then I'm just asking for everyone else to shout at me when they want to shout. And I just don't think he can set that example. Yeah, I think, I
3: think Charlie would probably, I mean, obviously we don't know what was said. I mean, we can try and guess what was said. Chat with barking when he was barking. Um, it's definitely he wanted to finish that inning. Uh, who knows what Charlie had told him? Which by is funny because he's the now.
0: only person on the planet that wanted him to finish that inning. <laughs> no one yeah. else did.
3: Uh, maybe, maybe Charlie said, hey, you know what? Just, you know, just not, it's not your day, man. And maybe that was it to calm him down because he didn't say anything afterwards. He saw him on the bench. Um, if there was anything lingering, I think we would have probably seen it. Uh, maybe, you know, chat would go in barking at somebody, somebody else, but... Um, I know we, I mean, we, are, we are all are critical of, of Tyler, of Tyler Chatwood, but uh, at the same time, he's probably trying to figure out, you know, the first month I was really good. Now I'm in a total crap show ever since then. And he's probably looking for answers too. And maybe, um, maybe whatever Stripling's done, maybe he's got to try and do the same thing. Maybe it's a mechanical issue. Um, maybe it might be a mental issue. Uh, some of these pitchers do go through issues mentally where they need to go see a sports psychiatrist. And maybe that's the next route. I don't know. Um, you know, he's, you saw what he did the first month and you, you kind of look at that and go, there's something there. Like, he, he can do that. He can do that. Obviously, he did it for the entire month. So there's something there. Now, whether it be spider attack or maybe it was just, like Cole said, it was cold and nobody could catch up to him. But there was still some evidence of some talent there. And if you take a look at his record, there is some evidence of ability, so um, it's something. Uh, he does throw a ninety-seven. He does have a lot of movement, and you know when he's right, he's we've seen it. He's been good, but when he's not, it's been Unwatchable. Ten, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's beyond Tanner work. Watchable. It's just you just want to <laughs> go hide.
2: Do you guys think that you know being you know the game was seven to two you know by all accounts and purposes the game was over you know let's be honest they weren't hitting all day maybe Charlie was you know on some level trying to troll Chatwood there by removing him the end knowing that he would blow up.
3: <laughs> um, I wouldn't be surprised, man. Maybe, maybe you know Charlie in his own little ways, like oh, I'm going to get this guy. Let's <laughs> so see, see what he's going to do and kind of poke poke him and see what he does. Um, I can I can understand Chatwood's point of hey, let me finish the inning. Um. You know, maybe in Chatwood said
0: the game's done the anyway.
3: Game is done. Let me just finish the inning so we don't use another another arm. Because let's be honest. Which, which is
0: sensible. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, look, man, I'll never forget that game in '92 when Cedar Gaston had somebody out there and they were getting bombed by Milwaukee. And the end the finish the ending of the game was 20 to 2, 22 to 2. And in his in Cedar Gaston's mind was he was thinking about David Cohn, because David Cohn was going to make his first start for the Jays. And he was thinking, man, I don't want David Cone thinking that if he gets into trouble, I'm going to come and pull him out. And that's what he was thinking. And, you know, maybe Charlie's you know, always Charlie's got a different way of doing things. But maybe let one of your pitchers get bombed, man. Obviously, it's going to be Tyler Chatwood. Let him get bombed and watch his ERA go up and let everybody else, you know, take a day off. Why not?
1: I, I don't. I don't agree with that, though. Like, yes, it felt like the game was over. But as we've seen, there's been games that felt like they were over. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the Jays are one or two runs away with runners on base and the tying runs of the plate. And if Chatwood had not given up those two runs, they had the tying run of the plate in the ninth inning. And I just don't think that in today's game, at least, it was a good day to let him to let him get bombed. I think that Charlie has seen enough. And I think that that was kind of a telling tale when – he pulled him out before the inning ended, right? Like if Charlie, if Charlie thought that the game was over and Charlie hadn't seen enough, then then why not let him finish finish the game, right? Or finish the inning? Um, I
3: agree with Rob. Charlie was trolling Chatwood.
1: <laughs> good. <laughs> good, I like I, I like I am more than happy to say goodbye to Tyler Tyler Chatwood. Like I won't miss him. Like it doesn't matter. He had one good month for us. Congratulations! Mm-hmm. You're all of like five foot eight and like. You can touch 97 at, at the backstop. Like, I, I don't care about that. Like, like throw a strike, throw a strike, and, and then we can talk.
0: I don't think, think Chatwood's that short,
3: man. You can't tell me he's shorter than me. Yeah, I don't know if <laughs>
0: Chatwood's <laughs> that short, man. Yeah, no, it's um, just not tall, is what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think we're going to get an unbiased opinion from Cole in regards to Chatwood. It's probably best we kind of move on. <laughs> Like, I think like he's gonna start. He's gonna start calling him names and stuff. It's just getting and, and, and to be personal fair, now.
2: And and to be fair, you know, the game was you know they were down five two. They couldn't hit a thing all day. They lost yesterday. He didn't fit. So I, I think the problems in this team definitely transcend chatwood So yeah, I agree. We can move on.
0: Just quickly, I I just read something just before we came on, and someone wrote. I think it was on Facebook. They wrote. I didn't read the whole thing, but all I saw was the words Vladi seems to be struggling at the plate," and I'm, I, I just spat my drink out. Um, we, we, we're not even thick contemplating that. It's like two games. Out he ahead. went all
1: for yeah. the. He went all for four the last two games. Like, yeah, relax. I, he led like, like, Homer. I,
0: I don't yeah. care. I don't. I, I honestly don't care, and it just. It just goes to show you the Jays fans. Just when you don't think they can surprise you anymore, they come out with something like this. Like seriously, you said you want to talk about something. Yeah, we're, so we're gonna we're gonna go back twenty four hours. We're gonna go back to yesterday. And I I I've, I feel the need to talk about this. Major League Baseball games on YouTube. I don't have an issue with if they want to put it on a platform because it's good advertising for the game and all of that kind of stuff where someone can access it, it doesn't cost them anything. It's great. The graphics, everything, everything about it was great apart from the commentating. Now, what kind of drugs do you think they were on yesterday?
1: Okay, hold on, hold on. Let's (laughs) not include Mark DeRosa in this conversation.
3: Yeah, Mark DeRosa is a different story. The other three... <laughs> I,
0: I, I cannot believe that Major League Baseball, as an organization, would that's how they perceive the fans want to see a broadcast. Like, I was shocked that a, 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 an organization so big that generates millions and billions of dollars. I was going to say pounds then, it probably is pounds as well. But <laughs> but I was like, you can't be serious. Like they're all talking, Like, we're, we're not professionals, right? We do this, but yet we don't all talk over each other. We understand when someone's talking and if we interrupt, we kind of stop. We acknowledge, we might make a joke about it. Sheldon might threaten to throw someone out the window. But but we, there's, there's an understanding and we're not getting paid to do this
3: yet um I like that term yes, yet I think we should get paid for Yeah.
0: But <laughs> but the, my point is, is that these guys that, that were on yesterday they're getting paid to do that. Like I'm not being funny. Like we could as 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 a four go and do a much better job and actually commentate on the game that's being played rather than 90% talking about something that's totally irrelevant. I was I'm still kind of lost for words on it, really. Like, What's your take on it?
2: Uh, I agree with a lot of stuff that you said. I think that the YouTube game is really cool. The the stats, you know, for me, who enjoys looking at that stuff, it's, you know, heaven for me. Like, looking at all all these advanced numbers, instead of hearing, you know, Buck, Martinez just go to, oh, this guy, he's good because he's got a high batting average. The same old retort that I've been hearing for years. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the change. But, yeah, the the commentating is... It seemed very stale. It seemed very dry, talking over one another. And I'm gonna be honest, you know, halfway through the game, you know, Mo and Cole hit me up on a FaceTime call. We just chilled, watched the game together. So uh, I didn't really pay much attention to the commentating. But uh, overall, the the reaction on Twitter and Jays fans uh, didn't seem to be a very positive one. It seemed like uh, they're they're in the same boat as you, Jay, and like us at the start of the game, where you know the the idea is cool, but the execution uh, th- that means a lot of work to say it nicely.
1: The and that's not even the. I think the biggest issue that come out of it all is that if you want to keep doing it, you can't keep executing it like that because the next time a Blue Jays game is on YouTube, how many of us are going to be intrigued to hop on and listen to Brian Kenny for for three hours? Because I bet you that won't be.
0: I won't any... do it. I'll be honest with you. I won't. I won't do it. I I stayed up mainly because I wanted to see how they did it and what what it was going to bring to the table and quite frankly I don't I won't stay up till three four o'clock in the morning watching a watching a game that's like that I, I did eventually turn the I muted the volume I was like I can't listen to these guys and the problem that I found was when I did that I started going on my phone and then I was watching loads of people rant about it on Facebook or on instagram and uh, yeah i'm then i'm not not concentrating on the game at all i have no idea and the next thing i know we lose
1: (laughs) yeah we're not the minority when it comes to people that didn't enjoy Mm -hmm. brian kenny yesterday um but i am i'm a i'm a hands down like idol fan of mark DeRosa, and i think he's legit and he's probably one of the best MLB broadcasters there is in the game right now um but the rest of that stuff it it was it was pretty pitiful, and I agree that it's not a hot take. There's plenty of guys, not even just us four. If us four had the game; we would have been fine. But there's plenty of guys in the world, and plenty of guys that are employed by MLB that that could do that game and put up a better performance than that. I'd rather listen to Buck Martinez, even though he does talk about uh, a batting average that doesn't exist anymore. You
0: know what made it? You know what made it worse was the fact that the pregame show thing that they did beforehand was really good.
2: I don't. Think I checked that out. I can Yeah, they
0: had. The, I don't know who the guys were, but they were talking. And obviously, when you watch sports, and it, it's very Jays, it's very one sided. Mm-hmm. But because it was MLB, there was stuff that we were getting from both teams, and it kind of gave us an idea of what we should be looking out for. Like what to expect, that kind of stuff, and I, that I, I can't. That was I really enjoyed it? I'd be lying because I was pretty sick yesterday, and st- like I was in all sorts of trouble. But I just thought that it was it was good. And then they hit, went from one extreme to the other. Something that was actually quite enjoyable to watch. To like, I'm going to turn this off in a minute. The only reason why I didn't turn it off was because I had I thought we had a good chance of actually winning. <laughs>
3: Yeah, the, the telltale sign for me was when I got home. So I was actually doing a softball practice and I missed the first five innings. and I got home and the first thing I saw was I looked at the TV and my mom was not watching the gym. She was actually listening to it on the radio. And wow. when I, Yeah, when I turned on the YouTube uh, and I just kind of heard Brian. As soon as I heard Brian Kenny, I just went. It's understandable. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I like his, his approach, his analytical approach, but as someone doing a game, I don't want to hear them. <laughs> I could probably tolerate them for, you know, on and off, but to do a full three hour game, mm, it's too much. Uh, like I said, and, and this is the generation gap that we got, we were talking about earlier between like, say, Rob and us is um, we, we were kind of brought up in the storytelling of the game and the storytelling of these, these um, individuals, you know, where they are play by play wherever they are. And now you, you Hear more about stats like stats like you know wins above replacement and the Woba and all these yes. other and all these other things. Yeah, I finally figured I've kind of figured out what Woba is now. Okay, um, that sounds, like a, a, sounds did, like a religion chair, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know, eh? <laughs> um, and I, I get it. There, you know, the game is changing, it is evolving to so include more stats, I and mean, that's what baseball really is it's all about statistical analysis, right? And, but there are there are, there are a lot of people who say look, man just keep it basic for us batting average home runs RBI stolen bases run scored. we're, we're good with that um but then if you're seen a graphic it shows like you know a nice of power break break all with the 2300 you know spin revolution and kind of like is a video game or something man <laughs> <laughs> so, um you, yeah Frank you,
0: Brian... you can take that stuff though it was when they put the screen of so we could actually see them while they were talking a load of crap. I was like, there's just no there's just no need. Why do we need to see see them sitting on a sofa? Like they it was like they were in a really shitty restaurant and they were just having drinks before their food was served. <laughs> it's like we don't need to see that. They don't they very rarely go to like buck and stuff on the sports yeah. broadcasts. And it's normally at the beginning 30-second montage, maybe at the end to say goodbye, thanks for coming, and all that. But like, I just, for me, it's a big no. I, if, they,
3: I, if they had um, DeRosa, Shahadi, and Flores, I think we would well, all would have said, oh, well, hands down, I think all of us would have said, okay, you know, we can watch it, we can listen to them. Uh, yeah. all, all, three, all three are knowledgeable. I'm not saying the, other, the others that were there last night were not, are not knowledgeable, but it's more about the actual game versus... And,
0: and it was a case of like, let's just throw a female in there because we need one just to make it make the numbers <laughs> look a bit better. Um I, They would let ever- her talk. They would let her talk.
2: Yeah, she, she just came with- in and like, uh, would, would throw in like an obvious like r- rendition of the previous take, but just in a different
0: different combination of words. Four hundred and thirteen yeah. feet. I repeat, the home run was four hundred and thirteen feet.
1: <laughs> I agree. Um, to keep to keep some of the sport basic, and that is the is the commentating aspect. I agree that the game should evolve and it has evolved statistically, but that doesn't change the way you tell a story. And I agree with uh, Sheldon by saying that like commentators prior to the modern era were, were like stellar. And I I think we've all like remembered names like that and remembered calls from older guys. And it's like that never, that never needed to change. Like just because the game evolves doesn't mean the storytelling of that same game needs to evolve. And Last night, or yeah, last night was was an example of them trying to take it to another level, and it's like it wasn't needed, and it just made the game not as enjoyable. To the fact where people that watch Jay's games all the time, like Sheldon's mom, doesn't watch it on TV, or someone like you who is on YouTube consistently, a Jay, and you said that you don't want to watch another game on YouTube if you turn it on. And Brian Kenny is the first name in the first guy you hear. And it's like, that's completely <laughs> yeah. understandable. And to Sheldon's point of like Mark DeRosa and Lauren Shahadi and Robert Flores, like if they would have done it, they would have actually got significant more viewers. Like I'm someone that wishes that their morning show wasn't 10 to 12, Monday to Friday when everybody's at work. Cause I like th- that show, hands down, like compared to like Sports Centers and Sports Net Central, yep. like MLB Central is that. And then ten times better. Like it's Jay and Dan combined with Sportsnet Central, focused on baseball specifically. And these guys are legit, like, good at what they do. And it's the most enjoyable two hours of my life when I can actually sit down and watch it. And I, I just think that there's got to be. I mean, obviously, these two people, like Flores and Shahadi, weren't available, right? Like, it's not like the MLB knows. It's not like the MLB is trying to <laughs> pursue these. Uh, I don't. I can't even. Besides Brian Kenny, I can't even tell you the other two names. And it's not like they wanted them out there. It was more like that's probably what they were—the cards they were dealt. But at that point, cut it to a cut it to a three-man crew or a two-man crew with Derosa and Kenny. And like even then, that wouldn't have been as bad.
0: That's that's yeah. a, that's a valid point. Like to yeah. say, I'll, I'll go, Robin, and you can say what you want to say. But that's yeah. a valid point. How many broadcasts? Unless it's like the World Series or it's um or it's the playoff finals in NBA, where you might have a three or four-man panel. You, you normally it's two guys. They have a chemistry. They can feed and look. It could be two females, whatever. I don't, yeah. I don't care. But it's they have a chemistry. They work together on a regular basis. They understand how the other one works. One will be the stats guy. One will be the storytelling guy. And 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 between them, they will explain exactly what's going on. Because don't forget, some people can't see. And I'm not being funny. If I was a blind person and I was watching that, I would have I would have been like, this is some kind of joke channel. I'm not in the right, I'm not in the right place today. And I think that that's something that they they really overlooked. Like sometimes, like if I'm trying to go to sleep and I've got the game on and it's three o'clock in the morning and I'm what I'll do is I'm just listening. I'm not watching what's going on. And I used to be able to do that like in the days of listening to the fan five ninety, for example, when I'd be listening to Wilner, um, who was the guy before him, um, Deacon Howard. No, 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 no. Uh, Alan Ashby. No, no, the guy who actually did the did did, did called the games it was Tom Cheek. Was before who uh, Jerry Howarth. Yeah, yeah. So I'd listen yeah. to them, and they would they you, you wouldn't have to watch the game to understand what was going on. Um, you couldn't do that with this, and that for that for me was a big like oh, I don't know I don't know where they're going with this. And the worst thing is, is technology. Like we're talking about YouTube here, one of the big probably biggest technology companies that is out there. You would think they would use it to their advantage? Where was the Where was the red button to mute the audio? <laughs> or, or 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 rather than them saying. So that home run was hit. How many ever feet it was? Why? Why not use the graphics to your advantage so that you're actually just talking about the game? And if you want to bring these cool things up, bring it up. We can see it with our eyes. Yeah. Like,
2: yeah that
1: was actually. No, go
2: ahead, Rob. That that was actually my point that I was trying to make. I think uh, you know a lot of people they they try their best to. I don't know why the new age analytical numbers and the storytelling of an actual game, you know, the narrative that people find interesting, people that I found interesting for many years, I don't know why they have to be, you know, mutually exclusive. Why can't you, like you said, Jay, have these cool new numbers on the screen and also, you know, tell the cool narratives and the cool stories that everyone likes to hear anyway. I'm not sure why it has to be one side or the other necessarily.
1: Yeah. And like besides um, like the graphics saying YouTube on it and stuff like that, how many times did the game did, did the four did the form hand crew, uh, four person crew, acknowledge the YouTube chat or ask questions to the chat or show 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 messages in the chat like good messages obviously because like the YouTube chat can
0: get you weren't get allowed wild, you but. weren't allowed to comment on the YouTube chat that I looked at it so th- that's what okay yeah see now now you're all interested so mm-hmm. I went I went into it when it just first started to see, I was like, that's pretty cool. I go in it. Jay's talk, Jay's talk with Jay. If I start commenting in there, I might actually get some traction of it. You had to be invited by MLB to be able to write in the comments.
1: Yeah. So they've done that a few times on their live streams, um, which can prove to be a good thing because there's a lot of people that will watch the game, not in full screen and have that chat on the side. And then like, might turn the game off because of what they see in the chat, and like, in my opinion, that's on that's on the user. That's not on MLB for having an open chat. Like that's what YouTube's for is the community, and if YouTube and MLB can't can't regulate that to a point where people won't stay, then that's on them. But for the users, you're telling
0: me MLB... that YouTube can't censor some of the content before <laughs> it gets, before it comes out. Yeah, exactly. That's
1: yeah, so if you're going to do a YouTube game do a YouTube game, go all out. When NFL last year in the playoffs did a Nickelodeon game, they did a Nickelodeon game. They like, it was all out. People loved it because of how much they went into it. If you're going to lean one way, go all in. You've got to go all in. And the MLB n- never, has never done that for YouTube. In fact, we're acting as if this is like, like the first game that we've watched an MLB game on YouTube and it might be our first game, but there's a, there used to be like two seasons ago, and that would be game of the week on YouTube every single week, and yeah. it was the same case back then.
0: It's not our first game, though, is it? We had one last season as well. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. So I, don't, I don't think they had one last season.
0: No, I don't no. know. But I think I they had one. Year. I think they had it one the season might before. Have been a year before, it could have been yeah. a year before. Oh we, yeah, 2019. Yeah, I think they had a couple that year. But it, it, it's it's something that it, it did bug me. It bugged me all last night. And so I just thought it was something worth talking about. I was like, "What is it just me or?
1: No, it definitely wasn't. I mean, I didn't tune in for the majority of the game. And when I did, I wasn't listening. But I can clearly tell that I'm not wrong for thinking that it wasn't good.
0: <laughs> what What do we think of the, uh, the? Oh, I'll say, fall apart? It wasn't even really a fall apart. It was like a hang in there, hang in there, hang in there cut punch go to extras <laughs> throw it away
1: i i question i question the newly n- new toy we have that didn't get used but there must have been a reason for it and couldn't open i'm the not box. against i'm not against getting him in the game in low leverage situations to just kind of ease him into our system i'm not against that at all i just wish i just wish charlie would say that i wish just after the game i wish charlie would have said that like look he just got here just got off the plane. We didn't want to use him tonight, an extra innings game. And we're trying to win a ball game, win a series. We'll use him tomorrow if need be. Like if he could just say that, that'd be awesome. But he didn't say that. And that's, that's where I come up with an issue.
2: Yeah. I, I think to me, uh, I'm a guy who really buys into matchups and the analytics game. And I think I will acknowledge that Patrick Murphy in that situation type of pitcher probably a lot more favorable in that situation but I think to me this is one of those situations where to me that it's just I'm not sure it's all that valid I think those are one of the points where you just got to use common sense and say this guy's a better pitcher than this guy and you have to put him in just for that reason regardless of the matchup and I think Adam Simber I'll say it right now I think Blue Jays fans the fact that they're so starved for a reliable arm and they're going to overrate Adam Simber a little bit if you know this was kind of the only year, this half year, where he's been a legitimately dominant reliever. He has not He's not a guy who's got a huge track record of success as a late-inning, late-leverage guy. If you look at his last years with Cleveland, they've been kind of you know, middle of the pack. He doesn't throw hard. He's got a weird, funky delivery. Like To me, I think he's a stopgap. He's not the solution to this pen. I think if on August 1st he's even your top-three reliever, you still have a big bullpen issue, in my opinion. I think to me he's just like I said a stopgap until the trade deadline, which is fine. But at the end of the day, he's still right now your number two best reliever. He's the second best reliever you have right now. And in that situation, you got him to pitch high leverage situation high leverage innings, and that was one yesterday. And look, I think they're still hoping on Patrick Murphy, but I would have liked to see Simber there if he was available. And by all accounts, look like he was.
3: Um, I think with Simber coming in because he throws a different angle that really magnifies his ability i mean especially if you got him coming in after someone who's throwing 95 then you got simber who throws you know sub three you know kind of submarine sidearm and then he combat with another 95 or 97 coming out of the bullpen that only enhances the guy who's the 97 90, 95 97 that's coming in second um I like to pick up uh, like what Rob said. I think you know the Jays fans are going to hype up Simber to the point where they think he's going to be a Cy Young contender in four months. And, uh, but they're, they're still not done with that open. I, I would like to see a co- another arm, uh, especially someone who throws from a different angle from a different slot. Uh, that's what makes Tampa so good. They got people coming in and they throw multiple angles and multiple slots and multiple directions and, uh, if you take a look at the Jays bullpen, everybody's coming over at over the top or high three quarters. So hopefully, you know, I don't think anybody saw speculated Simber was a was person that we would get. Uh, that came completely out of the blue. Um, hopefully they look at another arm. And again, look at a slot angle. Now, with that being said, Cole mentioned it before, um, bringing Simber in and getting used to the system. I don't even know if Charlie knows he has this. I think he just I think his system is the playbook and he goes with that. So that might be the system. Um, and they're trying to figure out how who how they're gonna erase Tyler Chatwood and put Simber in there. I think they're still trying to figure that part out. Uh, but um, if he was available last night, they should have used him. But yeah. um, there might there might have been something there. There might have been some kind of protocol or something, maybe, who knows, with COVID or some kind of madness.
0: It sound, it sounded like because when Charlie said he may be available for the game and that was for last night, it sounded like that he might not have even been there. I think that that may have played into it, and I'm only I'm, maybe I'm reading between the lines. But what? wait, hold on,
1: that Simber wasn't there.
0: No, because when he so he wasn't there for the first game, right? And then he was there for last night. Yeah, but. When Charlie mentioned him, he said he may be available. So I've got a feeling that there was some kind of issue that he may not have been there for whatever the reason was. It could have been down to COVID testing, whatever. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But maybe
1: well, no, was... He, he was at the game. That's what I'm no, saying. No, but yeah. I
0: don't I don't think that they he were was planning available. for him. But I don't think they were planning for him to be there. I think that that's what it was. So when he did turn up, they probably thought he's probably just got here. We don't know what time he got there. Like he, he, could have turned up just before the game started. Who knows? Yeah, yeah don't, no, I don't agree forget no.
2: to, Don't forget to sorry to cut you off there, Cole. Yeah. Char- Charlie Montoyo. It's very well publicized. He he gets buried by the media anytime he loses a close game. You know, regardless of what decision he puts in, and some of them are you know well within the limits of fans. I think there's definitely some, been some questionable decisions, but it would have been really easy for Charlie Montoya just to throw out Simber the new toy that they just got and said, even if he blew over and lost the game, it would have been, oh, well, not my fault. That's all you got for me. front office. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: So, no, so I, I
2: think, to me, it, there's got to be some other issue going on. That's what my initial thought.
1: Yeah, and I, I completely agree. There, there had to have been a reason why he wasn't available last night. Um, and I also completely agree with the fact that he isn't necessarily typed out to be a leading reliever guy. But the issue is, you traded for him And he has the best numbers or the second best numbers in your bullpen. So therefore, by default, he's gotta Mm -hmm. be your second best reliever. And by default, right. That that makes you a late inning guy. Obviously, he's not the solution. Obviously, he statistically is not supposed to be that guy. And the Jays aren't looking for him to be that guy. From what it from what it seems from last night to tonight, they don't even want him to be that guy. But if that's the case, you're gonna lose ball games because you're throwing out guys that aren't as good as him. That you want to be laden in and guys.
0: Obviously, now that they now that they have started to looks like they've started to pull the trigger. Have two questions because something's been bugging me. Obviously, it was a two player trade, right? Dickerson. I'm st- I'm trying to figure out where this guy fits in. No Once once <laughs> he's fit, and if he's if he's not, is he is he a trade chip? No. Well, do we feel
1: do we flip him? He makes he makes the he makes the rest of the outfield uh as expandable as it comes. So with him coming in as an outfielder, that leaves you to a flip him or b flip Grichik or c flip Guriel. And uh, what I like about Dickerson coming in is that our bench were not legit bench guys. Those were AAA guys that we needed on our roster to fill the roster dickerson's a legit bench guy on the lefty side that provides the same power tool as rowdy did and that was the only reason why rowdy had a spot on the roster so therefore i think i like the move but i do expect an outfielder to get moved at the deadline
2: Uh, i i don't i don't completely agree with that notion I, i think Corey dickerson as of right now He's a bench player, and that's kind of all he's going to be. He's not going to be a trade shift. He's not going to challenge Guriel or Randall Grichuk's job. Uh, I think, to me, this, this acquisition is very similar to Nori Aoki in 2017, where if you can take on this guy's contract, which is a lot more than we're willing to pay for him, we'll give you a premium player for a much lower cost. That's what they got with Teoscar Hernandez. He took on the Aoki contract for the rest of the year, took it off the books from Houston, in exchange, they got Teoscar Hernandez, who was a much better return than the player that they gave out, Francisco Liriano. So I think that's kind of what this trade was. He was kind of a package deal. Give us a bad contract, we'll give you a better player for almost nothing. What, and is, I his, think, what is his contract out of interest? I, I think it's he's making $5 million this year for a guy who is probably just a backup outfielder. That's a pretty steep price to pay. And Miami, they're a team that loves to shed their tax bill as much as they can. We saw it with all the trades they made. thought that they can get out of 5 million bucks so i think that's why they made that deal
3: um yeah so right now dickerson's contract is actually 8.7
0: there you go so it's yeah worse than i thought it's a lot of money to be sitting on the bench though right
2: yeah so that's why that's why miami was so bent on trading him away for nothing
3: and he's a free agent at the end of the season so Yeah, but
1: that's why jay thinks that he's trade bait like you don't want to keep 8.7 million yourself and it, if yeah, who, who's,
2: who's going to trade for a bench player making 8.6 million?
1: No, no, no. You don't, I don't think you trade him. That's the thing is that because he is who he is, you can trade a Gretschek for a reliever that you're looking for. You know what I mean? Gretschek, we won't need next year. You don't need Gretschek next year.
2: Yeah, but he's, he's your best option this year.
1: Right. But are we going to lose that much value if Dickerson's our DH and we trade for a reliever? That can get us outs in the late game. Like we Jays can win games right now, one to one to nine, without that DH spot being Grichik and it being Dickerson. If yeah, but it comes with cool. a, a late inning reliever.
2: Yeah, but cool. We just got an, a reliever for a fifth infielder who doesn't play. Like I, I don't. I think you're overvaluing the cost of relievers. I don't think you have to give up an everyday player just to get a, a quality reliever. So you, like, you don't think handicap to get, the lineup. You think
1: right? to get Rodriguez, we won't need to give up an everyday hitter.
2: I mean, I don't think so. Like Who do you think Pittsburgh's going to want Gritchuk? Because don't forget, teams that are selling off their players, they're, they're not going to want. They want a guy who's controllable and young. You know, Randall Grichuk. He's a win-now player. Why would Pittsburgh get any value from acquiring a Randall
1: Grichuk?
0: You know, yeah. That's, that's what worries me. That it's not Randall that's going.
1: Yeah, that, like I was. It's going to be Gurriel. Yeah, it's one of the three. That's what I'm saying. And if one of those three are your answer to getting a Richard Rodriguez. I think
0: that that's I, the price. price I of have. Pay. A, I have a theory. I have a th- and my, and this is why I asked the question. Like Guriel goes. Does that upset the dressing room? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's a that's a close knit that's, that's and- group.
0: And that's yeah. Why I, and that's why I wouldn't even be looking at doing that. I just think that, like, I've been I've been itching for them to pull the trigger, and it looks like they've started the ball rolling. And they must have some kind of game plan in their head. What worries me is that it is Guriel that is the is the uh, is the sacrifice okay. is the sacrifice basically to get what they need because our ballpen has been decimated. I don't Out know of, if going yeah. to. I don't know if that. I don't know if it's a good move. I think that it could backfire on us. Out
3: of all those, all, all those outfielders, really, is the one who will probably bring back something. Grichik, um, as well as he's of Springer
0: at the moment, either.
3: No, well, no, nah, Springer is definitely not one of those guys, unless someone wants to. He's here to stay. Yeah, he's here to stay. Um, yeah. It is conceivable. It is conceivable that the Jays will, once uh, Dickerson looks like he's healthy, may give him a few at bats. And if they can't trade him, they'll just release him. Uh, they did that with Aoki. We talked about him earlier. Uh, he was here for a month, and then he was gone. So uh, it is conceivable that could happen. Um, but we don't but they know what the a is.
0: They haven't got a problem with writing money off. They did nope. it with Tanner Roth contract. They yeah. did it
3: with Rourke. They did it with Tewutski. They've done it with all these individuals. I'm pretty sure there's – I mean, I believe there was money that was involved in that deal, too, that went from Miami to Toronto.
2: Yeah, it could so, then right? offset offset
3: yeah. the salary. Yeah, so uh, look, if they you now so that could go back to what Rob was saying with the five million, that could have been five million left on the contract, right? Uh, and they could write it off. There's no reason why they can't. Um, if it, if it meant to get Simber that they had to take on Dickerson's
0: contract. You know, oh, that's, that's so exactly good. what happened. I don't think yeah. there's any yeah. doubt about that.
1: Yeah, and, I, you're, and you're I'm not, and I'm not I'm not saying that I'm upset. Like if we keep Dickerson and we keep five outfielders for the remainder of the year and Dickerson's our yeah. bench guy. I'm, I'm okay with that. But going like, back
2: to the... No, go ahead. Going back to the... Sorry, you, you kind of cut off on my screen. I thought you were done talking there. My, my bad, Cole.
1: No, but, no, I was, uh, I was done. I was done. Oh,
2: okay. I was saying in going back to the idea of possibly trading Guriel. like, I, I do think that, yeah, there is a, a case to be made that having his presence in the locker room and tightening knit group would hurt them, but also... It would also be a bad this business decision too, because don't forget, you know, six months ago, the Jays basically didn't pull the trigger on Francisco Lindor, and the lead package, the frontline package heading back was Gurriel. How bad would it look if you don't pull the trigger on that trade, and then you ship him off for a reliever that you could probably get for a top twenty to thirty prospect? You know, it's doesn't that kind of seem like a bad business move?
1: Yeah, not pulling the trigger again on a on a headline move for Gurriel being your being your centerpiece going back. I agree is a bad business move. And unfortunately that's why all of these professional leagues are a business. It is going to, there's going to come a point where you might have to separate that close knit group. And it might take a month or so for that group to reheal and allow their emotions to not play a factor. And that's what playoff teams do to win a, to win a world series. You're going to have to make tough moves like that. And if that's, the move that it takes then it that's the move that it takes unfortunately
2: and let me just be clear by saying i don't necessarily think not trading for francisco Lindor was a bad move by the organization francisco Lindor was a one and done player he was not resigning here especially if the cost of doing business was 250 million there's no there's no like reason to believe rogers was willing to you know push across that money across the table to him so the fact that you were able to keep your guys and not make that move for just one year i think that's a good move but also the, the thing is, if you're if you if that's all it took was trading Guriel, you might as well just have done it. If his value was so low where you're willing to give him off for just you know a reliever, right? That's my yeah. idea of thinking.
3: Now, I think I think if, like I said, I can't see Guriel being trade unless it's like someone they're overwhelmed with, uh, just because of how close that group is. Um, has got no trade value, I shouldn't say no trade value, but his trade value is very low. Uh, like what Rob said, the win, he's a, a win now type of player. So it's going to have to be a move where maybe it might be a three-way deal where somebody joins in and they kind of do something in that way. Um, maybe the Giants could take him. Maybe the Giants could take Richick, and there could be another team involved, like maybe Arizona, uh, and that could work out in some way. Um, but I'm kind of leaning towards Dickerson being here for the month and then he might either get traded or he'll get, you know, designated assignment
0: hmm, but it, well, I think there's I think there's more to come from this over the next couple of weeks trade deadline is, is the end of July right July 31st. Yeah. 31st okay so we've got what four or five weeks four or five weeks to see what happens okay so moving on well, we were just discussing um, what's coming up next it looks like it's Tampa Bay, Baltimore all-star break Tampa Bay again Rob, you just said it, it depends on which side of the coin you look at it. We've done what I thought we should do. I said that we needed to go seven and three. We've gone eight and two in the last 10. I oh, know it might be actually seven and three now that we lost today. Um,
2: we've, won eight of, we've won eight of our last 12.
0: Yeah. Okay. So eight, of, eight out of 12 is, is, is roughly where I think we need to be. Um, but I think we're going to have to do that again. Um, how do you think? Like, because Tampa Bay have had a little bit of a rough ride. Bearing in mind, they were four or five games ahead of Boston, um, and Boston are now, I think, they're two ahead. It might even be three because they won today as well. Um, right. Can we finally end the jinx against Tampa Bay?
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't. I don't see why you wouldn't be able to do it. They're obviously not playing their best baseball. Us, you know, despite the fact that we did lose a series that we probably should have won against Seattle, let's face it. uh, We've been playing a lot better as of late. Every time they play the Rays, they're they're always competitive games against them. Uh, I do fear that, unfortunately, if, if we typically lose a lot of close games to Tampa because their bullpen is very good, a lot better than ours is. So that's obviously a cause for concern. But right now, you look at, The Blue Jays, the wild card standings, Tampa Bay is the team that's they're they're chasing, really. They're that second wild card. So you can take a two out of three. You're not only gaining ground in your own division, but you're also gaining ground on the wild card, both avenues of making the postseason. So, yeah, absolutely. This is a huge series. These six games over the course of the next few weeks are huge against them. And like I said before we off camera, you can look at it as a tough part of the schedule, well, you can also look at it as a good opportunity to really make up some ground. So uh, I think this series is huge. They absolutely need to win this series, no, no matter what. Two out of three, at least.
1: Yeah, I don't think – like, I don't think as a Jays roster right now, you should be looking at any team as a tough – as a tough uh, task ahead of you. You're fully capable offensively to put a stomping on any major league team going right now. And Tampa Bay Rays, on the baseball that they've been playing recently – and the fact that you won't face their number one guy because he's injured, that that's definitely a series you gotta win. And talking about it going eight or twelve, like, yeah, obviously eight or twelve, you keep doing that, you're gonna find yourself in a playoff spot. And the Jays are fully capable of continuing going eight and twelve in the AL East. Like against these guys, they're fully competitive against all five teams in this division. And no one would be shocked if Jays sat atop the division, and no one would be shocked if the Jays finished where they are right now.
0: I'm kind of gutted that, uh, that Glasnell's injured because we kind of had his number.
1: Fair. I'm, I'm glad. Uh, just now, saying. See, we want to talk about sticky stuff. The fact that this guy thinks he's injured because he can't put sticky oh, stuff... He's, his an, Id- he's an
0: idiot. I've, I've touched on this yeah. twice and I just think the guy's an absolute idiot. I, I just... I, I don't know. No other words.
1: Yeah, it's laughable. That makes me laugh. Like, you're, 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 you're a schmuck. Like, you're a schmuck. Like, <laughs> dummy. you're dummy. You grew up putting pine tar on your fingers when you were 12 years old. No, nah, I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all.
2: He, he, he's the, the criminal that breaks into someone's house and accidentally steps on a knife and sues the person for having a knife out. He broke into their house.
1: <laughs> yes. That was a, that's a, that, I think that's a golden analogy. I think that's.
2: Yeah, I think, um, yeah, we've had Tyler Glasgow's number two times, but really, if we're being honest, it seems like no matter who the racers are out there, that, that, they look like a number one guy against us. So they just seem to <laughs> resurrect anyone from, you know, the, the pits of the minor league and go out there, throw, you know, six innings, one run ball. So, uh, yeah, it's, I guess you're kind of glad you don't have to face Glasgow, but at the same time, it's, whoever you face, you know you're in for a tough matchup against the Rays. Especially Ryan Yarbrough, who <laughs> looks like a prime Kershaw against us.
1: Yeah, what what what's good about the Yarbrough start is that we answer that with Ray, and I think that that's a great a great one too to go against.
0: Sheldon.
3: Actually, looking at their schedule, next nine games, um, they got to go six and three at the minimum. Six and three. They got it. They got to really, they got to win every those three series. Um, they can't just say, okay, we're going to pull up. Tampa for three and then they lose to three to Baltimore and then they struggle in the the, you know, the following series with Tampa so two out of three every single series
0: I have to minimum. take something back as well because last time we were on Rob I actually said that I didn't think Baltimore was as bad as the results suggested um, yeah, they're they will take that they, back yeah they, they're shockingly bad and the fact that we've actually let them win a game here and a game there Really annoys me now because they they have real they don't really have anything the,
3: the,
0: apart from there is, apart from Trey right. Mancini maybe.
1: Yeah. Ryan Mountcastle likes to likes to bat around the ball against us.
0: Yeah, he seems to play against us and only against us.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Like. It, it, any, anytime
2: you play that team and you don't win a game, that's it's a missed opportunity. It's simple as that. I know that they're a baseball team barely. Um, and they're susceptible to winning a few games here and a few games there. But that like that Friday game, you you won three out of four in that series. Normally you'd be very happy. I'm looking back at that series, that, that should have been a sweep. You know, I, yeah. I've never no, been no. that disappointed but for winning three out of four. They didn't
0: they didn't win that game. We lost that we, game. There's a yeah. big di- there's yeah. a big difference.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, and I think that with the Baltimore Orioles, like the good analogy with them is that they're a major League Baseball team barely, they're realistically a triple A baseball team that is playing in the major leagues, and they have a couple major league caliber players. And those guys seem to do quite well against us. And we're like the fact that we're a bullpen away from being first in the L East is, I think, is a good problem to be sitting in right now.
2: they don't have, and I don't make this Orioles talk because it's kind of like you know making fun of the unfortunate, like we know they're terrible. That That's, that's not that's highly publicized. I don't think they have one guy in that rotation. Now with that John means is obviously out that is a big league pitcher. If I'm being honest, there's not one guy that I think, yeah, this guy should be on a, that deserves to be wearing a major league uniform as a yeah. starting pitcher. In the yeah. He,
0: they, they, their pitching staff make our pitching staff look, look even better. Good. Yeah. <laughs> like And that's, and that's says something like, I, it was only up until the last series that we played them, where I actually was was actually paying a bit more attention only because of what you said, Rob, and I was like, yeah. Nah, no, nah, I think they're better than this. And then obviously you watch and you watch and you watch, and they're not, <laughs> and they <laughs> really not. they really aren't as good as they as you thought they were, Jay. Like, just what were you thinking? Um, it's like Mariners,
1: like they're sitting they're sent above five hundred in a shitty division, but. Do you they have a better at, record than us.
0: Their run dif- but their run differential is atrocious. Look really. at yeah, look
1: at any of their stats. They rank bottom half in every single thing that you can count, whether it's from batting average to your analytical stuff. They're, they're just a bad team. And even watching them in this three-game set, you can see why they aren't that good. And the fact that you lost is just like, it's embarrassing. And that's the only word that I could use today.
0: I'm, a, I'm annoyed that we lost to to the Mariners, if I'm honest. It's a series yes, that I thought sweep.
2: Yeah, and especially with, with Ryu, a guy who's a lefty. He, this is a type of matchup that you thought he'd be very good in because the Mariners have a lot of lefties. They don't have a good lineup, period, especially when they face lefties. So the fact that he wasn't able to even have a somewhat decent start today is a little concerning, if I'm being honest. Well, let's Can be I'm honest a- here. I,
3: mean, uh, I was just going to say, you know, let's be honest here. They swept Tampa, so... Somehow they did it, and um, you know that should have been a precursor to the Jays. Like, oh shoot, maybe this team, maybe this team could win two out of three out of us. I mean, we got to bring our, our hitting shoes, but obviously that didn't happen. So,
1: and, oh, am I and saying that didn't they get no hit twice this year?
3: Yeah, they're obviously hot and very, very, very hot when they're playing Tampa, and they're very, very cold against teams like that. <laughs>
2: they're they're Miami Marlins west where their pitching staff is is legit like they got some guys who are very solid solid pitchers and their offense is just anemic that that's that's kind of the cross comparison between those two teams
0: right rob you said trade talk right i've made this point before i think that 1 to 9 batting wise yeah. We could we could roll with that. Not only even this season, we could roll with that next season and be quite happy with that. Yeah, and yeah. that's yeah. And that's, I think and that's uh, that's regardless of who the catcher is as well. Like I think that yeah, out, yeah. out of the four guys, include Riley Adams in that. He's he's young. He's learning. He's only going to learn by being up in the majors, right? You you go one to nine. We'll take that every day. Cole, you touched on the fact that we don't really have the bench. And they even said that in the commentary today, didn't they? They're like, who have we got on the bench?
1: Yeah, they said they said there's not many opportunities yeah. for pinch hitting, not just because your starters are good, but because your bench isn't that good.
0: No, and that's it. But like when you've got a one to nine, who are you gonna have sitting on the bench, really? And like I like Kevin. I have no issue with him starting but do i feel confident he's going to come and change a game off the bench not really no. not really so what do we need who like and and please don't say dickerson is the answer because <laughs> <laughs> the guy can't even play at the moment so and they don't even know when he's going to play do they really so what's the answer there we all know that we need at least another arm in the bullpen, hoping that we get some of our guys back, and also a starter. And if you say Berrios, I'm going to boot you <laughs> from the chat whoa, whoa, whoa. What's wrong? Yeah.
2: What's wrong? Uh, what, what, because Berrios? we already
0: know we already know that you want him. Everybody, <laughs> all 12 people that watch my podcast know <laughs> that you want Berrios. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I think. He's the leading candidate, right? He's the leading candidate in what you will will spend to get him. He's the leading candidate in what you will get in return. He's the leading candidate in the fact that he's controllable. Like I think that I think that the, the numbers and everything that goes into it, the logistics just makes too much sense to to think that we need to go after anybody else other than him.
0: But like, you guys if... you guys are divided though on what you, you think we would need to give up to get him though, right? Uh
2: my package is, and I've thought about this. I think Jordan Groshans, Adam Klofenstein, and a filler prospect gets it done
3: for Burials. Yeah, you disagree? Uh, I think I think Minnesota will probably hold out for more, or they'll probably go to another team and say, "This is what Toronto's giving. We don't oh, want to match so- it."
2: Sheldon, uh, no. no offense there, but uh your Yankees. Uh, I know you can keep hope trafficking, but they got nothing the to the Yankees, offer. There.
3: No, the Yankees don't have anything to offer. I'm the first to tell you that right now. The Yankees mm-hmm. have absolutely nothing to offer unless they get creative and you say, hey, we'll toss Torres and somebody else out there. It's it not going to happen.
2: Well, by the way, we're, at, we're me and Cole are having this conversation. Is is Gleyber Torres even better than Kevin Biggio at this point?
3: Gleyber Torres <laughs> is a piece of garbage right now. Honestly, you know what? I, <laughs> I Honestly, I think the – this team, the Yankees team, I know we're going into like Yankee stock, which Jay loves. Um, <laughs> no, n- no, no, it's not happening. Um, the worst move that the Yankees actually made was re-signing D.J. And I know it sounds kind of crazy to say that, but that move made them defensively weaker because now you put a substandard second baseman playing your shortstop position who was making BGO look like a bull glover. So that move kind of backfired on him. Um, I get why they did it because it's New York and, he's a, you know, people love DJ, but that move was not good. I don't understand, um, how, have, how,
0: this, I don't understand how this helps our bullpen, though.
3: No, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there soon. All right. not worry. So after the bullpen issue um, or the, the whole pitching staff issue, I think Barrios will cost more than – what I mean, that's a good starting package. I'm not going to say it's not a good starting package, but I think it's going to become a bidding war. And you got to look at other teams that have capable or comparable um, minor league systems that they could turn around and say, "Okay, well, we can beat that with something else. I mean, there's nothing stopping Chicago to throw in and say, hey, we know we just had a fight with Josh Donaldson, but you got somebody we like. You know. Would you want someone in return? What would you want to return? So um,
1: I I suppose. But I I do think that. Like Groshan's uh, Van Eyck and a filler prospect or Klopfenstein, Klopfenstein. and a prospect. Yeah. And a filler prospect is, I think, a very good offer for Barrios, And on on a guy that you're not – like on a guy that – you're only keeping Barrios for next year. Like he he won't re-sign in Minnesota if he doesn't get traded. And um, – Right. And Minnesota is – like, definitely in the spot where they need to rebuild. Like, they're not in a spot where they can contend or, or just get a couple, get a couple major league ready guys that are a bit younger. Like, no, you need to, you need to fill that, that prospect gap. And the Jays are the best team, I think, in the majors that have the depth that Minnesota could want. And I think that the Jays are willing to go even further than a Groshans and Klappstein to fill a prospect if they want to.
3: It, they would have to because you got to yeah. think, um, you got Chicago White Sox has got, uh, got, got a good minor league system. You uh, got Atlanta, who's got a good minor league system. San Diego seems to pull these weird ass trades and get people that they need. I'm not saying that they're in for Barrios, but if, you know, they need to do something, they probably could do it. Uh, the Dodgers have the, the money and they do have some pretty good prospects that so they could probably pull the trigger on on a deal too. So, I'm not saying Barrios is totally out of the question. Is that they're going to be in a bidding war for for Barrios? So oh. maybe they need to go to a different, maybe you know someone who someone who's good, but maybe not Barrios to you
0: know. Cole, you so go, then my you go.
1: yeah, so my question to you, Sheldon, is what's your alternative? Who do you who was your leading candidate for caught, for but like the logistics, like what you give up mm-hmm. and what you get in return? Who's your leading candidate?
3: Um, I was actually leaning towards Colorado's, not Marquez or um great but I was actually looking at Michael Gibbons and Kyle Freeland uh, a lefty arm and a, right, a righty arm and a lefty arm and you know Freeland probably does need a change in uh, address he's not a bad starter as, as uh, starters go especially in Colorado he had posted up some good numbers Gibbons would be a nice arm in the bullpen so I will look mm-hmm. at those two um, and it's probably not going to cost a portions or a it may cost you know, something a little bit lower uh, but those would be the two arms. If I had to go big, um, Barris would be someone I would look at, but again, how, you know, what are you trading to get him? Um, why not take a look at Baltimore? Baltimore doesn't have a lot, but they do have some bullpen arms. that Could be useful. Hunter Harvey might be useful. Um, you may not have to trade a lot for him. Uh shoot, man, who knows the way the Yankees are going. They may want to trade Chapman. And I mean, and hopefully get something that they got the last time when they traded Chapman, uh, and they got Torres in that deal. So uh, yeah, but but as we know, the, the the Yankees will try and get a lot out of that trade. Um, so they, they've they got five weeks, but I would kind of look at Gibbons a free. Before I, we go,
0: can I just ask a question before Cole? not really. Before.
3: No, this this has gone from Jay and Jay to the Gucci Center.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't. <laughs> It hasn't and it won't. But what I have what I've noticed um what I've noticed um over the last few weeks is that everyone is willing to give up grow chance. And I'm not sure I understand why. Okay, call me, call me naive, but like why is that the case? So
1: so my yeah. so my point and I think that and I think that me and Rob agree on this, and uh this is something rare that me and Rob will agree on, but prospects in, especially in baseball are just that they are just guys that have a name that have been good so far in their career that got drafted in a good position. And as we know, in the draft, the MLB draft means absolutely slim to nothing. Like you can get drafted in the 10th round. You can get drafted in the first round and you could have completely two different players. So gross right now for the Jays, unless the Jays front office absolutely thinks that two years from today, he's in your lineup producing, contributing to a world series team.
0: You, like, you got to like, make moves. Like Vladdy, like Vladdy, basically. Right. You yeah. got
1: to make moves. You got to make moves that you know have proven themselves at this level. And those are guys like like Marquez, like Barrios, like Freeland, like Givens. And honestly, back to Sheldon's uh, trade talk, I think that if you can get a Givens and Freeland for cheaper than you can get Barrios, I'm actually on board with that trade. That so that. That brings in two arms. One that will be a starter. That's a legit starter who has played in Colorado for most of his career, if not his whole career, and has put up some good numbers in a hitter's park. And then Givens out of the bullpen, who would definitely be our one of our top three guys. Like that. That fills two holes instead of getting Barrios for more for more uh, prospects. And only only getting a starter out of it.
2: Uh, I think that the short answer basically to your question, Jay, of why everyone's hellbent on trading Groshans is simply because he's probably your most expendable asset. Because right now as an infielder, your infield looks pretty set moving forward. Looks like Bobichet's gonna be your second baseman or shortstop for the next 10 years. Vlady's gonna be at first for the next 10 years. They look prime to add another infielder, whether it's re sign Simeon or go out and get someone externally. So for the most part, your infield is is pretty much locked up for the foreseeable future. And because you have that depth on the infield, guys who graduated to the big leagues and have proven to be staple parts of your lineup, why not trade that depth that you had? And Cole said that as a prospect, all you are is a prospect. I'm going to slightly disagree there. Not only are you just a prospect, but you're a trade asset. You're a valuable trade asset that you package in acquiring the next big star. You know, they don't make the David Price trade if they don't have... Daniel Norris, and Matt Boyd. They don't make the Tulowitzki trade. They don't have Jeff Hoffman. They don't make the Dickey trade. They don't have Noah Sindrigard. As bad as you know some of those trades look in hindsight, <laughs> you they, they pull off those trades because you have the assets to do it. And right now, as it looks like it, Jordan Groshans is probably not going to be part of your future moving forward based on the depth you've accumulated. So why not put him in a trade package for a Berrios or
0: a Marquez, you guys mentioned. So why aren't people saying that about Austin Martin then?
3: That's exactly why. Because Austin Martin's came on, to, has come onto the scene and people think that he's going to be the one. He's one of your top prospects. He could be a second baseman. He could be a shortstop. He could be a third baseman. He could be an outfielder. Also,
1: yeah, that's exactly what I was just going to say. He's also an outfielder and that changes things. And Martin was a guy that was supposed to go top three. He was supposed to be a Chris Bryant kind of pick. And it fell to five to the Jays. Like, and I think that if you, in the Jays mindset, I think they're like, holy crap. Like we, first of all, stole them. And second of all, shouldn't just flip them the next year or the year after, especially with his versatility. And like, that's what I think Martin provides. Whereas Groshans is a solidified infielder. And like Rob is saying, we have a solidified infield.
3: You take a look at their prospects. uh, Olivis Martinez, Otto Lopez, Austin Martin. They, you know, then you throw in Bo and Kevin, who's at the like major league level. Where does Jordan Groshans actually fit? So he becomes even more, uh, more Minnesota. valuable. Minnesota. Yeah, you, you keep on saying Minnesota. Um, <laughs> uh, if Minnesota is that foolish enough to just take Rob's package, then they deserve to be in dead last place, man. Whoa. If they don't actually go, if they, if they if they don't actually look and say, okay, well, this is what Toronto's offering. Maybe let me go to Atlanta because we know Alexopoulos will pull a trigger on a big deal if he has to and go ahead go ahead Rob go
2: ahead you know you know I'm I'm thinking well uh, as Sheldon was giving his point about DG LeMayu I, I can just picture the, the Yankees negotiation room Brian Cashman and all those guys talking to DG LeMayu <laughs> and about his contract and you just see Sheldon the corner he's moving towards the No, shirt, <laughs> <laughs> <Yo>, that was <laughs> and then you'd be like that, oh, oh wait what'd you say Sheldon uh, oh nothing
3: <laughs> I, I When he was a free agent, I actually thought he would be a good fit for the Jays because he could play third, he could play second. He had a little bit more versatility than than uh, Marcus Simeon. And then when the Yankees came in and they did what they did, and they gave him six years, I was like, oh, that's going to screw that organization up big time. And we can see it. I mean, he's a good hitter. He's a, he's a very good player. Don't get me wrong. He would have been amazing for the Jays. But, you know, take a look at the season. If you just look at this season, um, Marcus fell into the Jays' lap. But let's be honest here, he was a free agent and it was shocking that none of the West Coast teams actually tried to make a move for him. Like I thought Oakland would try and resign him or I thought San Francisco would try and make a play for him. And neither one of those two teams wanted him.
0: Sheldon, quick question for you. Mm -hmm. From what you've seen three months of the season, Mm -hmm. who finishes higher, Yankees or the Jays?
3: All the Jays, man. I'm the first to say it. I'm not off the Yankees' bandwagon. I love the Yankees. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that's one of the teams I grew up watching. No, but but...
0: the reason I asked is because obviously Mm -hmm. I know that you pay attention to them quite a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So you think that the Yankees are done already this year?
3: The Yankees probably finish third or fourth, which will probably cause so much heart attacks (laughs) in New York. And the death rate will go up because they're not accustomed to finishing that low. But in, in Cashman's defense, if he realized this team is not doing anything, and he can make a trade like he did with Chapman to get a young player like like a Labor Torres in that deal, he can pull a trigger like that. Um, twenty twenty two, I think the the Yankees will kind of bounce back. Uh, but
0: do you reckon I mean, they'll you give take, up? Do you reckon they'll give us Chapman for Groshans? I and think and if and there's Chap- going to be Chatwood and, and Chatwood, oh definitely not Chatwood. <laughs> um, but Sweetener. I I
3: think. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Yankees would, would trade in in within their division. It definitely won't be Boston. Let's be honest here. There, there's it's not gonna be a Boston trade. Um but you know it's it's I mean they traded with Tampa already. They traded, you know, they kind of trade I think Matt Ford they gave away for yeah. something. So uh if they like if they think that Jordan Groshant and Adam Klopfenstein is enough for old. If I were the Jays, I would look at it.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I w- I w- my environment back to the various point and then keeping on the Chapman point mm-hmm. that I think you're slightly looking at it the wrong way, Sheldon, and it's the fact that, yes, Never. <laughs>
3: you know,
1: we, don't, we don't see Groshans being in our infield, but Minnesota or New York could see Groshans yep. as a, as an yep. infielder that will produce at a Boba level mm-hmm. in two years' time. And if that's the case, then that's a pretty good trade. Like Minnesota won't look back on a Barrios trade two years down the road if Groshens is a starting shortstop and is a major and is a major league, like above average major league shortstop. They won't look. They won't look back saying we lost that trade. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Rob's package is going to get us someone of that caliber.
3: Oh. No, you're you're you are both wrong. <laughs> 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 so I'm I'm not I'm not, I'm not pooping trade talk of what Rob for you know. But if I was the twins and the same thing, if I was the Yankees, if I can get more, I will look at I would explore it looking getting more. Now if all you can get is Groshans, Klafenstein, and another prospect, then yeah, you circle back and you make that deal. You, that's all got, you can get.
0: you've got Chatwood.
3: You've Nobody Sorry. wants Chatwood, man. You can, I mean my softball team doesn't want Chatwood. <laughs> so that that's that's where he's at right now. Um and we need pitching. <laughs> we do but he ain't it. Um yeah, so um, who knows? Maybe, maybe that's enough. Maybe that's maybe that's all that the Minnesota Twins want. They just want three three prospects. Uh, I'd be surprised if that's all they want. I'm pretty sure they would try and get a little bit more. But like I said, what's
2: your package, Sheldon?
3: For for Barrios?
2: Yeah, uh, what's the G's package that they? So have if I offer?
3: was if I was the Twins, um, I would keep it in the back of my head. I'm not saying it's a bad package. it's a, it's a good starting yeah. package, but. If there's nobody else, if, if no one else is going to try and beat it, then yes, I would circle back to the Jays. But with that being said, I would go to Atlanta and say, okay, look, the Jays are offering me this for Burials. Can you top it?
1: But you and, don't think, like, you think there, you think that there is something that could top it. Like, you don't, you don't, it doesn't I seem think, like you hold Groschens and Kloppenstein, and no, whoever else I regard.
3: I mean, obviously with the Jays, we hold Groshen and Kloppenstein to a certain degree, right? But that's us because we're in Toronto. And yeah, there's publications that hold them to a degree. But who's, mm-hmm. what, what, would, what would stop Anthopolis from saying, okay, you know what? I got a bevy of young starters in my minor leagues. And I got a couple of position players who could probably top what they are doing. And if I have to throw in a fourth prospect, would that be enough? Right? So there's going to be a bidding war for Barrios, No question about it. The, yeah. Yankees will, the Yankees will not be involved in it because they have nothing to get. Absolutely zero. Okay? They're not going to trade Andujar and Torres and whatever else they got in Florio and, you know, the kid Dominguez. Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to do I mean, if they even think about doing that, the entire city is going to burn down. <laughs> they, they're already calling Dominguez this, you know, the next superstar for the Yankees. Yeah, he and looks like that kid cannot be 17 or 18 years old. That kid's yeah. bigger. That kid's bigger than me, man. And yeah. I'm five. I'm I'm five ten, two ten, and that kid makes me look like like a dwarf.
1: <laughs> he's yeah. better than he's better than Torres right now. I put money on it. <laughs>
3: oh, hands down. I think yeah. I think the issue with Torres is that he's playing short and he's it's just affecting his overall game. Then when we talked about having Bijou playing third yeah. and yeah. how it affected his offensive game, I think it's the same with Torres. Um, they 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 need again. We're going back to the Yankee talk, which is good because j6 so he's he's fine I, I, he can, I'm, i've
0: fallen asleep i'm i'm done I'm
3: listen you're fine <laughs> um they need a shortstop and they need a shortstop badly to kind of solidify that infield um now this is where it's probably going to drive you guys insane but i think what's good for baseball is the yankees being very competitive not necessarily winning a world series every year but being very competitive because they, i mean they're they're the evil Edith. empire right it is so the Yankees not being competitive. I mean, are you going to hate Boston as that's much what as I hate, you hate, that's
1: what I hate about baseball? Is the fact that is the fact that these guys are always there, and when they're mm-hmm. not, it definitely it definitely leaves some uh, lasting impact on, mm-hmm. on the sport. That, that's what no, I don't like. It's good.
2: It's good. I, I just point to the Yankees and laugh. Haha! You're an expensive fourth place team. That tax bill. <laughs> is, is
3: <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, you take a look at the Dodgers. They're in second place behind San Diego. Now, starting your way not spend a lot of money over the last few uh, years. I,
2: I, th- I thought LA, I, 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 I'm going to be honest, this looks like a bad thing. I thought LA was going to threaten the 2001 Mariners this season. At
3: least oh, yeah, me too. I thought that team was complete. I thought they were the ones who were going to threaten the 2001 record. Um, yeah. Or even come close to the 98 record of the Yankees when they won 114. I thought yeah. they'd be compared. Uh, they're kind of, I don't know if they're just, I don't know if it's a World Series hangover. I hope it's not. They got a lot of veterans on that team. I think it's just maybe they might be pacing themselves. They probably say, you know what, man, if we we get first, that's fine. We get the wild card, then we could turn it on. That's which is a very dangerous proposition because you shouldn't really try and turn it on and turn it off when you can. Um, Mookie has been hitting well up until recently. He started to hit uh, like he's known. So, I mean, the I, I hate to say it, but baseball baseball does need the Yankees to to roll and play well because there's no other team that you can love to hate and hate to love. Not the Cubs, not the Dodgers. I mean, the Astros, everybody hates, so that's a different story. You know, everybody likes the Cardinals. Well, there's a love-hate relationship with the Cardinals, but I mean, not to that Yankee, you know, idea. Nobody cares about the Orioles. Canada loves the Jays, and, you know, the U.S. is kind of indifferent to the Jays.
0: And the U.K. The U.K. loves the Jays as well. Okay, there's
3: like five fans in the U.K., so we'll include the U.K. as well. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, but do they, ha- do they have a podcast like Jay? I don't think so. <laughs> well, Jay might be the only,
3: Jay might be yeah. the only person who stays up at four o'clock in the morning watching a baseball game. That's I mean, we, I
2: said no, no one else has a podcast. In the
3: UK, <laughs> we what would you do doing? it if it's something important. <laughs> if it's an important game, we'd probably watch, stay up and watch. And if we weren't working the next day, maybe. But, mm-hmm. you know, Jay, you really should put on that green screen a Yankee symbol and a Jay symbol. What green? You know? screen? He's got the green word. symbol. You can probably just I cut out.
0: I don't know what green screen you're talking about. there, no Sheldon.
1: <laughs> you could probably cut out cut out the, the Yankees talk. <laughs>
0: yeah, you probably will. <laughs> yeah. I, I I can. I can. That's not a problem. Then you're gonna lose
3: the Yankee viewers who actually like they listen to me talk. I have like seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and and they're all relatives.
3: <laughs> nah, they don't they don't know nothing about baseball.
0: Okay. <laughs> friends and family <laughs> uh, okay quickly if you all have uh, I, I'm not included in this because I, I honestly don't know the answer need a bullpen arm who'd you go for right now? Yeah. to turn uh, things around because we obviously need something to turn around you need, a, you need one arm, who'd you go for it's
2: tough, I mean I was the easy answer would be Richard Rodriguez, but uh, all that spider tack stuff coming out, uh, that's making me bite my lip just a little bit. Uh, uh Circle back to me guys. Who do you, got? Cole, who do you
1: I, got? I like if the Yankees are open to dealing, I like Chapman and he's a solidified closer. He's your nine inning guy. He's your late inning reliever guy. He's got playoff experience. He, he like, he has everything. And if they, you can get...
2: McC- McC- Look, that you know, just sorry to interrupt, but they, they traded Roberto sooner for a reason.
1: Oh, fair. Yeah.
2: So fair. I'm not sure how feasible that is.
1: Fair. Well, then well, then you go to the next best guy, which which might be a Rodriguez, but like you probably was saying, it's actually been, like, publicized that since the ban, he's actually fallen off on spin rates and, and stuff like that. So... It feels like he might have been one of those guys. So maybe go. I think you need to go to a more veteran guy and a proven late-in guy, like uh, maybe a Braveman.
2: How about Graveman? Yeah. That guy looked pretty good last night. I wouldn't <laughs> mind having him here. And, and the Jays in Seattle have, uh, have they've had a history of making moves. Uh, Jerry Depoto, their mm-hmm. GM over there, they they seem to they seem to have his number on speed dial. So uh, that wouldn't surprise me. And Graveman was think, a former Blue Jay too. So
1: I think the like. Honestly the probably the most realistic answer to this question isn't necessarily picking guys off of our top top of our head it's the fact that the Jays just need solidified bullpen guys what, like whoever what Simber nobody nobody was picking Simber and he's a bullpen guy or a six inning guy or a seventh inning guy that in a in a normal pen with late inning guys it'll be he, he is a guy that the Jays should go after and it's like any of those guys you know what I mean Simber is like i think the floor And if you can get anybody above him, you're making upgrades in your pen. And that's, at the end of the day, what the Jays need.
3: Um, So with Rob's take on Chapman, if the Jays are staying with that policy, um, if it's not going to be Chapman, I would kick the tires on Zach Britton.
0: Mm, That's a good shout. Uh, I like that.
3: So Zach Britton would be one. Uh, Number two probably would be Givens because he's been in the AL East. So, he knows how to pitch at least. Yep. Um And then probably number three, uh, it's probably going to be one of those under-the-radar arms that we like we didn't think Simber would be one. Um,
0: how about Aaron, Taylor, Aaron, Aaron, Loop. Aaron Loop? Oh, God, no. <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> O'Day. O'Day that uh, Darren O'Day might be one. Uh, just because he throws from a different angle as well, and I, we were talking about that earlier, he might be someone that you uh, might try and get. Uh, and he may not cost them. So, the, J- the
0: Jay's one. fans aren't keen on him, though, are they? That's
3: Nobody cares like... about the Jay's fans. You should listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Jose is not here, so he'll be fine.
0: No, but you can, you can meet him virtually along with Joe Carter if you've seen the advert. Like, what? Yeah, what yeah, that, I saw that. What is that all about? It's like you can't come to the games at the moment, but what we're going to do is we're going to set up a Zoom call. With one of your favorite baseball players, and they're just going to sit there going, "When is this over?"
2: <laughs> I think and the best I think, part is that you, you have to pay money for it too.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think Joe Joe Carr loves to talk, so I think Joe would probably be the guy who would talk your ear off. Uh, Jose might be the one looking at his watch and saying, "Okay, when's this over? When's this over? When's this
0: over? When's so um, funny,
3: funny. He, Go go
0: Rob. Finish quick, quick, quick. Get it in. I'm all done. I'm all done, Jay. Guys. um, Massive, massive pleasure for joining me today. Um I wasn't even sure if this was gonna happen because I've been on my deathbed for the last couple of days. Um with with not COVID. It, I promise it's not COVID. I really hope it's not COVID. We'll find out tomorrow. Um <laughs> If you're not feeling well, can I trade Vladdy can I trade for Vladdy Guerrero? Yeah, we've discussed this. So he wants yes, yeah. He wants my he wants my Vladdy in the fantasy draft. So um I'll see. I'll have a think about it. I'll look through the mix. Whoa, page.
1: whoa, hold on! So, what does Sheldon? What does Sheldon have to offer you? <laughs> yeah,
2: she, oh, time well, 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 out Sh- here! Sh- Sh- like five y- guys. You should see Sheldon. You should see Sheldon market his players in the group chat. It's like, ah, oh, this guy's terrible. I don't want to take him. He's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, here, take this. He's terrible. Like, yeah, that, yeah. that makes you want to take him.
1: <laughs> like, unless, unless Sheldon has like a perennial MVP guy, or he has, or he has five guys that are better than five guys in your roster. You can't do that trade.
2: <laughs> Can you imagine Sheldon the trade negotiation Jordan Groshans, you'll yeah, never be an everyday shortstop. Why don't you get get you from? Yeah, yeah.
3: Hey, it's uh, the hey. I actually offered Reed a really good deal. Uh, Lindor, Gritcheck, and I even said I'll take Gritchick out and give you Brian Meadows, or sorry Brian um, Reynolds, who's performing really well. Say like, for no, uh, for DJ, I wanted DJ LeMahieu.
1: Oh, so yeah. No, that's, that's a trade she should have taken.
3: Yeah, but she didn't. So then I went to James, who doesn't even look at his team. And I said, hey, can I can I trade you this guy and this guy? He's like, Let's do it. I'm like, oh, well, that was easy. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so. And that's when I turned around and said, I'm surprised no one's asked me for Vladdy. And guess well, who she- jumped in on that here? <laughs> no.
1: Okay. Sh- Jay? Jay, I'm sending an offer your way if you're willing to give up Vladdy. I'm we'll talk, sending an offer. We'll,
0: off talk, for your we'll way. talk about this afterwards. Guys, I have to cut this because we're going to run out of time. Um yeah. massive, massive thank you to Sheldon, Rob, Carl, guys. Thank you very much for coming on. Don't forget to catch them on Blue Jay Center throughout the rest of the week when hopefully the Jays will end up keep winning on a winning streak. Uh make sure you head over to YouTube without the MLB commentators. Um, like, subscribe, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, and we will catch you very soon for another edition of Jay's Talk with Jay. We're out of here.